Good evening. Yeah, an evening podcast. We haven't done this one before. Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. One of the weirdest Sunday evenings <coughs> of our life. Yeah. <laughs> we were just eating dinner and watching the Daily Boris update. Yeah. And bringing in new measures. Shielding. Shielding. Operation Human Shield. (laughs) Uh, Where it's like getting the most vulnerable million people in the country to stay at home Mm -hmm. permanently Mm -hmm. for 12 weeks. And there's like specifically identified conditions that mean you fall within that one and a half million or whatever it is. Um. So they're going to get letters. It's pretty old school. And texts and calls, but they started with letters. Letters, yeah. Because I guess most people in that group are elderly. Yeah, I guess so. So they can't rely on them having the tech. Like, yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be asked to stay inside 12 weeks. Yeah, which is such a long time. The government will provide food. And meds. Well, yeah, they're saying, you know, if you've got a support network yeah. around you, please use, use that. Because we're going to bleed <clears throat> dry quick. Yeah. So it's for people who do, who are socially yeah. isolated. Yeah. They will get food deliveries yeah. and med deliveries. Yeah. Crazy. And, and the, the... Oh, go on. No, no. The other big debate one that we were having prior to watching it and yeah. they were then talking about is yeah. is it still safe to go outside in uh, big open spaces can you go to playgrounds can you send your kids can to you playgrounds go to parks? they didn't address like the countryside no. like mountains and shit no. um but i guess they it comes under that category yeah although clearly the top of it Welsh mountain, unless it's Snowdonia, yeah. <laughs> Snowdon, uh, is safer than a busy city park. Yeah. As long as you're two meters apart, this is what yeah. they're stressing. Yeah. But it's a really hard one, I feel like. And I feel like this is the one that Ben and I are struggling with the most because, I mean, it's a huge human freedom, right? The right to go outside. Yeah. It's pretty much the definition of prison almost. Yeah. 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 And it's one of the biggest ways as well that we have of feeding our mental health and keeping ourselves sane and connected to nature. And like, as we were saying yesterday in the podcast, nature is a bomb at times like these. Yeah. So exercise, blood going. Yeah. Breathing. But at the same time, I don't want to infect people and I don't want to do something that's going to be antisocial. Even in my head, if I'm thinking to myself, like, how can this be bad? Like, there's no one around, you know, our walk yesterday, we saw literally, we saw two two people people with a dog. Yeah. And they were on the the edge of the river and we were like, way, way more than two meters away. But it, but we just walked around the park and we were within a foot yeah. of pe- about 150 people. Like, as we passed them walking on the sidewalk, people would, like, walk to the edge of the sidewalk and kind of, some people would, some people wouldn't. But, like... 
And then there was just like groups of students and yeah. kids like having parties. Yeah, there was like a rave going on <laughs> yeah. actually. There was a big sound system that you could hear from the other side of the park and people like off their faces like dancing already at seven yeah. o'clock. So it's weird. I feel like people have been using it as kind of a vacation. And I've mm. felt that to a certain extent where it's like, huh, this is this is weird. This is kind of yeah. different. But Today like, when I went out and it was sunny, there was like a festival kind yeah. of vibe where people were just sitting on the steps of this closed cafe listening to a busker play music. And it was all a bit like... Uh-huh. And all the garbages in the park were overflowing and with like to-go yeah. cups and yeah. beer cans and stuff. So it's yeah. obviously been a busy day at the park. And it was a really beautiful day. Yeah. It's like the first warm day of the year. Mm-hmm. So people are just like flocking out anyway. Plus this self-isolation stuff has like weirdly pushed everybody out of their houses to like uh-huh. see mm-hmm. more people run in. and Yeah, way more. Uh, I guess we don't have to go to work. So it's like mm. time to work on myself. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do about this uh, outdoors no. thing. We have already said that we're going to try and really change the way that we go outside. So when we go to the park, if when we go to the park, choosing to walk across the fields rather than on the paths. Yeah. So just put the hiking boots sidewalks on. Sidewalks are no longer. No, I don't think the sidewalks are a good choice but even then you're gonna pass people on the, on the way to the park on the sidewalk and you can't True. they should just yeah. ban all cars so you can walk in the middle of the road yeah there we go yeah perfect perfect solution and it also cuts down the amount that people can buy in the supermarket <laughs> yeah you gotta lug everything <laughs> lug 14 packs of toilet roll on your back the walk of shame yeah and uh when we go out to the countryside, if we do that again, who knows how quickly things will change. And if you're planning on doing it, like doing it sensibly, going somewhere that you know not to be like a massive tourist attraction like yeah. Snowden. Yeah. Um, like awful pictures of Snowden over the weekend, just like people rammed in the car yeah. park and rammed at the top of Snowden together. Yeah. Uh, and... If you do plan to go somewhere, you get there and the car park is full, like, you know, drive on, choose somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And just try and be sensible. Yeah. So I think I'm going to try and act like actively go above and beyond my comfort zone. Yeah. And it's hard because then there are some people out there on social media just being like the government isn't acting fast enough and mm. we, you should, we should all just be staying at home. Well, my brother time. lives in Canada and the public parks are closed yeah. and they're yeah. like, you don't leave your house until unless you got to go get groceries on that. Yeah. And that's, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens here in a week. No. Because it seems like the government has a plan and they're sticking to it and they're not telling us much in advance because it seems like they need to tell us the next piece of information within a day or two of it being Well, and what they're saying is if people can't act responsibly Uh by staying two metres apart when they But they might just have a plan to Yeah, and it's like... Of course, some people aren't yeah, going yeah, to. Yeah. Like, of course they're not. It gives so when the reason. Yeah, yeah, when they come on TV next <laughs> yeah. saying, well, we did tell you. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, to get back to our list of 
supports, things that yeah. can help during this time. And this one is definitely one that you can practice indoors. We're going to talk about meditation. And <laughs> indoors and on your own is pretty perfect. It, it, yeah, it is. You want to be way more than two meters away from something. Yeah. yeah. Um. Maybe, do you want to start off by saying, like, how, why you have, you got into meditation? Because it wasn't that long ago mm-hmm. for you. No, and, it's... And, um, like, just what benefits you. Yeah, sure. Um, how did I start? Well, it's been, like something I've known about and people have encouraged me to do and I've read about it for years. Um, But I never tried it. I tried it as a sort of, okay, you're going to do it for 20 minutes and you're just going to sit there and think about nothing. And that turned out to be really hard. So I tried it like twice and then never did it again. Mm. But it's always been this thing that I felt like I ought to do because people I respect and some of the world's wisest people have all sworn by it. Mm. But one of the people that really made me um, be like, I'm going to start doing this and did was Tom York Mm. talking about it from Radiohead. Yeah, cool. He was just like the three... I can't remember what it was now. Three things that have behind his creativity and creative success are our mm. running, meditation, and something else. Who was he talking to? Do you know? Just an interviewer, I think. Mm. Yeah, I don't even know where. I think I just read it on a, in an article online. Mm. I was like, well, if, if it worked for him, I should <laughs> be on this for sure. Um, which is kind of funny that it was his. Because loads of people had said it, and I'd heard loads of people yeah. be like, it's the best thing you can do. Mm. Maybe yeah. someone that you didn't necessarily expect. Yeah. To... Yeah. And Joe Rogan's yeah. talked about it a lot. Yeah. Um, so I just started by uh, following my breath. And when you started, you were doing literally like a minute, right? I remember five. you started, I started at five. started at five minutes. Yeah. And I'd go to five minutes, one second yeah. the next day. I always went up every day. By a second? You could go up a, I could go up a second. Sometimes I was like, oh, I'll go two seconds. And then if it was like five minutes, 45 seconds, I'd go to uh, six minutes. Because mm. I felt ballsy one day. I was like, oh, well, if you can do five minutes, 45, you can do six. Mm. And slowly over months, six months probably. I just grew, no, probably a year. I grew it to 20 minutes. And now I'm just, I've been at 20 minutes now for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And I just do edit 20 minutes. And I might build that to 30, but I don't tend to do less than 20. And I haven't not done the whole 20 before. Mm. I think once you came in, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Done. <laughs> no, that's <Yes>. right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, hi. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, just following the breath and mm. that slow incremental increase really worked for me because 20 minutes now feels doable. Sometimes it feels long and sometimes I like, will be like, man, it's my phone 
Did my phone run out of battery? Mm. <clears throat> and uh, I've looked once, and then when I looked, I was like, of course it didn't run out of battery. You're just a pussy. <laughs> so I was just like, I, I won't look at my phone again now because I know it just feels like yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. And so when you're meditating, you are pre- your focus is concentrating on the breath. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. I try and follow the edge of it almost, like I'm riding the wave of... Do you do any of this, like, trying to focus on it around the nostrils or in the chest or in the belly, or does it not have to like, do with... Yeah, it's almost like... Because there are multiple layers, which is interesting, and I've never really... I know them, but I haven't articulated them before, so I wonder if I'll do any half-decent job. Like... I can kind of follow the edge of the inhale up the inside of my nose. And then there's a point where it turns into the exhale. And then that kind of circles back down as if it was going down through my face and out my nose. Hmm. It's almost like a circular. Mm -hmm. You can imagine a cross section of my face with like arrows almost. (laughs) Like this is how the breath works. And I kind of follow that circle. And there's four stages in, pause, out, pause, in, pause, out, pause. And then if I really do follow that for a while, it's almost like I can, I, I have occasionally got to a point where my, my body is barely moving with my breath. And it just feels like um, I've synced up with the air outside almost, and it's just the pressure change, slight pressure change of my diaphragm muscle Mm -hmm. contracting. But it's not this big, like, chest swelling, back raising, neck, head lifting, breath, where it's like really, it's like, it's almost imperceptible. Mm. And so the changes between those four, in, pause, out, pause almost become inter- imperceptible and I don't know where I am in there mm. but I'm not focusing on it anymore I'm just almost I'm, I'm doing it <laughs> I'm meditating <laughs> but that's rare and normally I'm just like thinking about my work mm. and like it's corona fucking virus and mm. stuff like that mm. but it's been super helpful I've done it every day apart from one in the last week and it's been so helpful to just like Because I almost feel sometimes like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be thinking, you should be working, you should be like, and then I'm like, no, this is, I know this is an invisible shield Mm. around my brain. Mm. Maybe not a shield, because it's not like, it's like a, an energy pack or something like that. Like, you're just more open to the world. You're more present, you're more all these good things and you just you get it not by lifting weights but by meditating Mm. and however that meditation whatever style works for you that's cool this one works for me but like it's you can't measure it but i know i've benefited Mm. immensely it's probably the most beneficial thing i've done and that's including starting jujitsu in the last year and that i thought was the best thing i've ever done in my life was starting that but meditating is actually like it's improved my life totally Mm. yeah so what ways do you see it coming through in like outside that 20 minutes where you sit 
you know, why would you recommend someone to do it, especially now, mm. and why to start now? <coughs> it's really helped me. Well, coincide like oh, I just read um, the Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, and he talks a lot about the, the inner chatter and the voice in your head and how we are not that voice and we're not our thoughts and stuff like that. And I think it's meditation has really helped me uh, understand what that means. Like we're not our thoughts, get a glimpse of the thing behind mm. the thoughts, but it also helps me like the act of uh, realizing that I'm thinking about what I have to do to work at work tomorrow. Being like, thanks, but actually I'm meditating right now, mm. so I'll let you go. Mm. That action is like doing a bicep curl. Mm. And when you get to the grocery store and you have to lift milk into the cart, you repeat that action, but it's light because mm. you've done some curls. And in the same way, when I'm walking through the street, my brain is like, oh, you're a moron. Why did you say that? Blah, blah, blah. Why did you do that? That person probably doesn't like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, thank you, bicep curl. That was pretty light. I'll let that go. And so I think it's like strengthen my ability to acknowledge my the mm. chatter and let it go and mm. be like, mm. oh, actually, there's a beautiful sky right now. And I wasn't even paying attention. Mm. And it's allowed me to do that more than I've ever done it because I didn't used to do it, for one thing, consciously. Occasionally I'd be like, wow, look at that sky. But that would be where nature just like imposes that. Mm -hmm. But it's a conscious decision now to be like, actually the best thing I can be doing right now is being present. Mm -hmm. Because you can meditate, walk into the supermarket or you can meditate. Like you can live that sort of, I'm on the edge of this at all points yeah. and I don't want to be going forward in time or backward in time because this is like the best. It's the best right now. And it's kind of helped me uh, like integrate those ideas that people had introduced to me many times across the years. And I'd always kind of been like either goddamn hippies or just like, sure. But I don't like mm. I never under I never felt that to be true within myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's cool because I feel like I'm just on the beginning of this path, really, even though I've been doing it probably a year, if not a bit more. But it's already like been hugely beneficial. Mm. But yeah, how about you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your yeah when you first got into it or. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Well, I got into meditation via the popularity of mindfulness that came in. Well, I mean, it's been around for a while, but I first heard about it when I was having some counseling. Um, or an eating disorder so that was when I was in my early 20s um, 
And yeah, we were doing sort of like CBT stuff and it wasn't really working for me as I've now heard from many people, you know, does serve a purpose, but there's something essentially missing from from it in terms of being a long-term support. Um, It's very good at explaining. CBT is good at explaining what happens kind of in the mind, relating to responses from the outside world. But for me, it never, it wasn't like a way that I could live my life by and understand, you know, why I felt the way I felt and how to help myself. So my counsellor started doing start, started doing some mindfulness practices with me, and some of them, um, some of them were not very meditative at all. Like some of them were literally kind of gazing in a mirror at myself and trying to kind of. But it was the same kind of thing. It was like notice the judgments that come up in your head, mm. and then try to remain neutral to them essentially Mm. like hear them and let them go but whilst looking at yourself so Mm. to do with body image and then but they helped a lot more and this idea of maintaining a kind of neutral stance that was always what it was framed as a neutral stance in the face of inner judgments and you know perceived criticisms mm-hmm. uh, and it really helped a lot more than anything else had and I had been doing yoga prior to that as well but just sort of through DVDs and things like that uh, and gradually I became more and more in a way obsessed with yoga um, and obviously like there's many you know meditation is part of the path of yoga if mm-hmm. you choose to kind of take the whole thing the eight limbs of yoga um one of them is meditation um mm-hmm. one of them is concentration and mm-hmm. that's different actually from what they would describe kind of meditation to be mm-hmm. um not that i really can say that i prescribed the whole yogic life uh, <laughs> at all but yoga for me um, and, and physical practice, the asana practice, um, has always been more like moving meditation to me than it's never really been like an exercise thing. Like at some points I was going to hot yoga studios and like feeling great that it was kind of like making me lose weight and getting stronger. But there was something more than that that brought me back. And I'm really glad now that I feel like I have stripped away a lot of that other stuff that came with it. And for me now, when I get on a mat and I start moving, I'm always looking for that moment where, like you were describing with the breath, where there's nothing but me and my, there's there's no separation between me, my body, the way my body is moving, the breath that's fueling that movement as well, like all of it is happening in the same moment at the same time and the borders between them aren't there anymore. Um, And I think that 
it, it's, it is different for everybody. And at the moment for me, that helps me get into the meditative state more than sitting still for an extended period of time. But my, my journey with meditation has been like way more up and down than yours has been. So mm-hmm. you've taken like the steady straight route yeah. uh, after about a year of like playing around with mindfulness things and like doing a little bit of meditation here and there, like listening to a guided meditation. I went to a Vipassana 10 day silent retreat on the recommendation of a friend just like, yeah, I want to get more into meditation. I'll go and do nothing but meditation for 10 days and not speak to anyone as well. Yeah. So what does a Vipassana 10 day silent retreat, what does it mean by silence? Um, so what it means literally that you can't speak to any, so there are many people on the retreat with you. I don't even, there was probably something like 200 people on the retreat. Yeah. It was big. Yeah. Um, you obviously can't communicate with any of those people during the whole 10 days, uh-huh. uh, even through body, like sign language, body language. And they also discourage like staring or glancing mm. at one another. Uh, if you need to talk to somebody, like there are the staff and there's the people who are leading the retreat and you're allowed to have one-to-ones with them and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it is intense. Yeah. And also, um, when you arrive, you put your phone, you put your books, you put your notepad, pen, alarm clock, everything goes into a locker. And you're not allowed any of that stuff for the whole 10 days either. (laughs) You're woken up by a gong uh, at (laughs) 4am. And uh, on an average day, you do about 10 hours of meditation. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Should do this in self isolation. <laughs> Don't go on one of the retreats though, because yeah. you'd be around, be the least healthy thing ever. Yeah. And it's honestly one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah. Um, like the silence was really hard, especially because I was sharing a room with somebody as oh, well, really? and that's super strange, super, super awkward. Weird. Yeah. You feel like you're just kind of pretending. You know, but then you know what? It was strange, but at the same time, I was really grateful for it because we didn't communicate at all, but we just worked around one another. Yeah. We just figured out, you know, who liked to be in the room at what time and who liked to go to bed earlier. And like, if what, if I came into the, because you, you were invited to come and meditate in the big hall. Oh, yeah. Like, there were sometimes you had to be there because there'd be, like, a lecture of sorts as well. Yeah. Um, Goenka, the guy who, the Indian we're guy. Who was all, yeah, it was a voice recording of him oh, talking. Right. Yeah. And you'd have these lectures kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the sort of self-meditation time, you were encouraged to go to the hall, but you could also do it in your room yeah so sometimes i'd come back and she was in there and i'd you know obviously leave and go somewhere else and that kind of, and it we just did and it worked and it was great and then when we actually talked at the end i was kind of like oh, i don't know if i like you so much. <laughs> <laughs> not even it was it was it became socially awkward yeah. suddenly yeah whereas it was weird yeah. definitely to begin with yeah. but after a while it was yeah. kind of like well now this just works yeah um 
but I think the harder thing for me, which I hadn't anticipated, was the physical side of it because it's really painful. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, sitting still. My legs hurt after twenty minutes yeah. sitting cross legged. Yeah, yeah. And I have a cushion. Yeah, like it was it... unbearable sometimes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Is that part of it? Is that part? Yeah, of yeah, the yeah, gig? yeah. Uh, he talks about that a lot. Um, yeah, you know, like you should be able to withstand this. It's not even you should. It's just like you're you're training yourself. Huh. You know, to begin with, it's going to be really hard. Hmm. And it gets easier. And every time it's hard, you keep bringing yourself back to that equanimity Mm. and the breath. And it did get easier. Absolutely. Mm. The first three days I was there, I thought I was freaking out. And it's weird. The thing I've often thought this about meditation when I have done the just sitting, breathing, nothing. Sometimes I found that because I always feel like my mind starts to react against what I'm doing and will start mm. like vomiting mm. stuff up at me to mm. try and almost like get my attention. So I thought I was hallucinating. Mm. I was seeing crazy shit like cartoon images mm. and like just multicolored pyrotechnic kind of mm. stuff. And with your eyes closed. With my eyes closed, yeah. 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 Amazing. And I just felt like it was my mind trying its last death throw yeah. of being like, no, listen to yeah. me, listen to me. Yeah. And then huh. a big part of it is um, like body scanning as well. Oh, right. So that's a huge part yeah. of it. Yeah. I never spent much time doing that. Which was great for the physical stuff, like the physical yeah. pain. Yeah. Because I, after 10 days, felt like I could identify every single Point of tension in my body down to like I could tell you like it's here yeah. there's a knot there mm. because every day I would sit down and I, it was all it almost became like a constellation mm. in my back mm. of these knots <laughs> <laughs> and I knew where they were yeah. um, but it was like this coming the equanimity the approaching the center of whatever tightness it was and then like seeing how far you can trace it out into the body. And all of that helped the process of kind of dissolving them in a way. Mm. Um, So yeah, that was a crazy ride and I haven't done one again. That was probably about five years ago now. Um, But for three months, I'd say after I came out, I was meditating for two hours every day. One hour in the morning, one hour in the evening. Um, and then I just stopped. Yeah. I can't say why, I can't say when, I don't know exactly what it was, but I just, it just didn't seem to fit anymore. So I stopped. Um, yeah, and then I've like come back to meditation in various different ways. I do really, like, like about a year ago, someone put me onto the Insight app. Um, which if you are new to meditation and really would like the voice of somebody guiding you I would really recommend Insight it's really good they've got some very very good meditation teachers on there Uh, I particularly like Tara Brack and Michael Stone Um, so you can check that out but for me at the moment meditation's something quite different Um, 
again, I just found that like the sitting still and trying and one of the conventional kind of meditation, it wasn't working recently. But one thing that I was just really aware of was I had a lot of, and one of the things that was making it hard was I felt I had a lot of pent up anxiety and tension, particularly around my chest, my like heart. Um, so what has been really, really beneficial for me and what I'm doing at the moment is really trying to do something with that reality of my heart feeling very full, but also quite sort of raw. And I don't know, you know, these words might seem very strange to you, but for me, I just needed to do something with this anxiety and energy I was feeling. So I started basically what's a heart based meditation where I will, you know, sit and feel into whatever is happening in that area of my body and breathe. Um, Sometimes I do a very short meditation that was taught to me by a yoga teacher where I'll bring four words into my head. And when the words come into my head, I just try and sit with the word and notice how it feels in my body rather than trying to attach the word to specific people and things. And the words are care, compassion, appreciation, and gratitude. And you sort of repeat the word a few times in your head, notice what vibrations or feelings you're getting in your body, like physical sensations. So it's experiential in the body. And then after a few moments, you let it go, you move on to the next one. And it doesn't take long. I like to place my fingers on my heart whilst I'm doing it. And then I sit and at some point I start saying the words of a prayer that I created for myself around just needing to feel like I had some place to put this love and energy and and, and a way to transform it from anxiety into something I can really use in the world. So I just say a very short, just words I created for myself really that mean something and that help me transform what I might be feeling into real power to use in the world. And it's just to do with, you know, thank you for giving me love. Thank you for letting me share it with other people. I hope I can continue to share it with other people. I hope my heart can stay open. Um, But always with words more like may it, you know. not as just a sort of vague hope but I believe it will um but help me to do it as well and just to say at this point you know I'm not Christian I'm not religious of any you know specific kind I was never raised in a religion but it's just a way of me calling on whatever support I know is in me and in the world to help me use it um and uh, and it's that thing of coming back to gratitude as well like thank you yeah you know if if for me the the time that i spend doing this in the morning because i always try and just do it as part of my morning practice 
is almost a kind of alchemy of let me turn whatever energy is in my body right now, which can be used for good or bad. Let me take this time now to intend it towards good and to also be grateful for everything I have around me and like practicing gratitude and actually really taking the time to feel what gratitude feels like I think is one of the biggest supports you can have in your life it's like Tara Brack that meditation teacher I was talking about describes it as a befriending of life and once you start practicing gratitude for things it's like the world becomes friendlier and you befriend your own life in a way instead of saying why don't I have this and why can't I do this yet which don't get me wrong I still do those things but the more you practice it the more it's like you know that thing of abundance rather than scarcity um mm. so that's what I'm doing at the moment subject to change yeah sweet that's cool Mm -hmm. and just find something that works for you you know we've given you two different routes two different very different paths you can try either of those you can try any of the guided meditations that are out there as well yeah there's loads of apps there's loads of information on meditation now it's but really it could just be as simple as you a cushion and some kind of timer on your phone yeah cool thanks (laughs) that was fun yeah Yeah, it's nice to talk about (laughs) yeah all right stay safe yeah stay safe i'll see you tomorrow